It's the e-commerce master plan podcast here to help you grow your e-commerce business faster and more efficiently by cutting through the hype to bring you inspiration and guidance from the e-commerce sector and beyond. Here's your host, Chloe Thomas. Hello, Master Plan World. It's great, as always, to have you listening and to be chatting with and helping so many of you in the e-commerce Master Plan World Facebook group. You can join the group completely for free. Just search on Facebook or go to ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash Facebook. So this is a bonus episode and it is my takeaways from the Direct Commerce Association Digital Marketing Day that I attended last week. Now I ummed and ahmed about doing a takeaway from the event, uh, partly, nothing to do with the content of the event, but partly because this week I'm busy promoting the launch of the Get New Get More even, can't remember the name of it, of the new Get More Customers Club. Um, and, you know, when you're in launch week, you kind of, you're supposed to be concentrating, but I just really wanted to get this, this out there for you. Oh, and if you want to know a bit more about the Get More Customers Club, you can find it at ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash club. So yeah, so I thought, uh, should I be focusing on the launch or should I get these great takeaways to you nice and quickly? And I thought, mm, let's do the takeaways because there's a couple of awesome things that you all deserve to hear about. And also, you know, this is the week when episode 100 launched. So if any week deserves a bonus podcast, it's the week of episode 100, I thought. If you haven't already had a listen to episode 100, go and have a listen. It's uh, me answering six of your questions. And uh, we've had some good feedback about it in the Facebook group. So I know you're enjoying it. So it's well worth a listen if you haven't already. Right then, let's get on with these takeaways. So I've got info for you on two key topics. First off, in fact, actually, no, secondly, I'm going to be talking to you about Funky Pigeon, which is a UK business selling customised greeting cards. And it's about how they've improved their overall email performance by improving their automated emails. And then I've also got, which I'm going to start off with, in fact, an update about conversion rate optimization, with clarity on the differences between website personalization and website optimization, and where to start with it all. Now, this is something we don't often cover. So I really wanted to bring you this bit. Um, and actually, we have lots more CRO, so conversion rate optimization, UX, user experience content coming up very soon for you because there's a couple of new books out on the subject which are particularly good. And I'm lucky enough to have the authors of both of those coming on the show. So let's get started with the CRO. Um, this is taken from a presentation given by Dan Crox and John from AWA Digital, who are a... Conversion Rate Optimization Agency based in the north of England. And he's the co-author of one of those books that, that the the authors are going to be on the show soon. We're not going to be having Dan on the show. We're going to be having his co-author, Johan van Tonda. Um, and the book that they've written together is called E-Commerce Website Optimization. Just out of interest, the other book, which we're going to be having the author on of, is uh, Designing E-Commerce Websites which is by Matt Isherwood. And that one I've got sat in front of me right now and is a great little read. I have yet to read Dan and Johans, but um, obviously we're having them on the podcast and I know their stuff, so I'm pretty confident that was going to be pretty good too. Right, enough about books and what's coming up on the show. Um, in the future, let's talk about Dan's session. It was very much on where to get started with the whole world of conversion rate optimization on your website. So you could think of it kind of as a bright, shiny object avoidance piece. And I've taken a couple of key things from it for you all. 
first off, the whole question of where to start. We've all sat in those presentations where someone showed us something really clever they did with new visitors that came in via a certain post on Facebook and then they did this and amazing things happened. That's not the right place to start. Um, the right place to start is with optimization. So optimization is the things which affect everyone who comes onto your website. Once you've sorted that out, you can then start moving into personalization, which is where you're optimizing based on what you know about that visitor. So that Facebook traffic example, that would be a type of personalization. So basically, we want to do optimization, which affects everybody on the website before we go into those niche little areas. It's kind of obvious, really, isn't it? Because basically, you're working to optimize for the largest group of people first, which means you should get the greatest gains from doing that. Now, as part of helping you understand how to do all of this, Dan shared a great table of ways of thinking about those personalization opportunities. And you can download or you can go and see a copy of that table on um, the show notes, which you'll find via ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash podcast. Look for show 100-5 for for the, the actual show notes page. I'm going to explain a little bit bit about this table to those of you listening, though. So don't worry, you're not going to miss out if you can't get to it. So what Dan showed us was a two by two matrix. So if you think of a square subdivided into quarters with labels on the left and across the top. So the labels down the left splits it into who your visitor is and what your visitor did. And across the top, we've then got anonymous variables, variables even, and known variables. So um, anonymous variables are things we can't tie to an individual person. So things like returning visitor or signed up for email, newsletter, you know, things you're going to track by cookies or abandon their basket. Um, known variables are things like name, age, income, address. Does that make sense? So some are really, really specific. Some are a little bit more anonymous or a lot more anonymous. And then we're thinking also about who your visitor is and what they did. And what this essentially does is this gives you four types of things you can personalise with. So if you think about who your visitor is in the known variables, we might know their name, their age, their income, their address and the fact they're interested in windsurfing. Those things can then be used either to personalise what you show them. You know, you might personalise with their name, you might personalise based on age. You know, so people in their 50s see different content to people in their 20s. You might be personalising it based on what they're, they're, um, what you know they're interested in. So you say different content to people interested in windsurfing to those people who are interested in surfing, for example. If we look at who your visitor is and the anonymous variables, we're talking about returning or new, mobile device, desktop... Um, are they on their 10th visit or their first visit? Have they converted before? Were they referred by Facebook or Twitter or SEO? What brought them in? Which country are they in? So there are actually an awful lot of anonymous variables that could have a massive impact on what you're showing people and how they're responding to it that doesn't take an awful lot of data and an awful lot of complexity. You know, splitting um, what someone sees when they come to your website, if they're coming in for the first time versus they're coming in for the 10th time, is not that complicated to do. Likewise, if they're coming in from the US versus they're coming in from the UK, it could be as simple as showing them different currencies. Or doing a pop-up to say, we see you're coming in from Canada, we don't currently ship to Canada, but please enter your email address so we can let you know, and we do. Hopefully this is making sense. 
Uh, if not, go and take a look at the table because then hopefully that, that will help. Um, the So then if we go down to kind of the, what the person actually did, in the world of anonymous variables, they've, we've then got things like they viewed the sofas category. Maybe they signed up for an email newsletter. They logged in to view previous orders. They abandoned their basket. And we've all done bits of personalization on some of that. Maybe not on the website itself, but certainly in terms of email marketing. So those are those things we're usually quite familiar with. And then if we're talking about what they did and known variables, we have things like the good old RFM data, you know, our recency, frequency, monetary value data. So we know they bought four times in the last 12 months, spending a total of £500. We might know that they both shop, they shop both in-store and online. We might know they order two items and always return one. Lots of things we can do with that knowledge to then personalise the content on the website. So I think the real reason I want to show you this table is because it's such a great way of thinking about, of kind of getting all your ideas in place. All the different things you could personalise and tweak on and different ones will, will, will be appealing to different businesses. And then to use this to then go, right, what can we actually do right now? And what's the biggest opportunity for us? You know, do we know that half our customers are interested in surfing, the other half are interested in windsurfing? Great. Let's try changing the image on the homepage when they land on it based on what they're interested in. It's that sort of thing that you're going to be working through. Or could it be that we know it takes people a while to get to know our product? So if they're a new visitor, we need to give them more warm information than if they're a returning visitor, they already understand about us. So I think that's it's just a really interesting way of starting to think about the world of personalization and optimization. As I said, we don't often talk about it on the show, but we will be doing so more over the summer as we get those various authors on to talk about their methods and their top tips and tricks. I also wanted to tell you about two key free, uh, one's a free tool, one's not a free tool that Dan was raving about. Google Optimize um, is great for A-B testing. It's a whole platform you can put you can use in your with your website to test different uh, different looks, different themes based on all those different things things we were just talking about. Um, it's free. It's kind of Google has freed up the world of um, analytics, and they're now looking to free up the world of optimization. So that's one to go and take a look at. Then we also have, um, he also talked about Qualaroo, and this is kind of a little tip of his. Uh, great for mini surveys in the site, and he was suggesting you put a pop-up on the order confirmation page asking, is there anything that nearly stopped you from buying? Really interesting question. I'm sure you get some great answers from that. Very simple thing to do. Okay, so that's it for the conversion rate optimization. Let's move on to the funky pigeon piece. So this was presented by James Atkinson, who's the head of marketing at Funky Pigeon, and Dan Kennedy from Experian. Now, they did a super fast session. They weren't on stage for very long, but they gave us some great, great insights. And it was about what they'd done to their automated emails to improve performance. The overall result of their six-month project working on what I'm going to take you through was that the, the sales balance tipped from the broadcast, so those regular newsletters, to the automated emails. So what I mean by that is that before they rejigged their automated emails, the majority of their email sales came in from the broadcasts. And after they did this work, the majority of sales came in from the automated emails. Now, that's not because the broadcast started driving less revenue. That's because the automated emails really started pulling their weight. And how much would we all love for half of our income to come in from our automated emails? 
Now, the automated campaigns they worked on, there was four of them. The welcome email, the order and cons- dispatch confirmation, uh, the abandoned basket and the reminder campaign, which is predominantly around you tell us when your friend's birthdays are and we will send them a re- we will send you a reminder to get their birthday card bought. Each one of these campaigns only had and still only has one email in it. This is really simple stuff that all of us can do. Um, I've put pictures of what they did um, of their slides, basically, which show the before and the after for the welcome, abandoned baskets and the um, reminder campaigns. They're all in the show notes, which you can find via ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash podcast. Um, I wasn't quite quick enough with the mobile phone to get the order and dispatch confirmation. So sorry about that one. But I think the three more interesting ones are um, are there for you to go and take a look at. But I'm going to run through the key things they did across these to make the improvements and the results. So you're going to get that right here in the podcast. And if you want to go and have a look at the pictures, you can go and check those out later. So key things they did. They made the emails mobile friendly so people could easily interact with them and read them on their mobiles. They put in more calls to action. They made sure those calls to action were clearer. They made sure those calls to action were really relevant. They added, so so a lot there on calls to action. They also added a view in browser link in case the problem with people interacting with the email was that they couldn't really use it because it didn't look right. In the abandoned baskets campaign, they added the customer service details, you know, the phone number, etc., so they could get in contact about any issues they were having. In the welcome campaign, they emphasised the key benefits of using Funky Pigeon, which um, are the fact you can prepay and you can also have reminders. And again, in the welcome campaign, they reassured the customer that they made the right choice by showing them their Trustpilot review scores and a customer testimonial. None of that is out of the realms of any of us listening to this podcast. All really simple and straightforward stuff. They also took it to a bit of another level with the reminder campaign. Um, Not only saying whose birthday they're reminding you about. So it's Dan's birthday on the 30th. You ought to get him a card. But also featuring products relevant for the gender of the person. And also mocking up those products right there in the email to have the right name on them. Now, clearly we can't all do that, but it is very clever. So I thought I'd share it with you. They measured the results of this of this activity and these changes in terms of what they were calling the click to open rate. So this is the percentage of those who who opened, who then went on to click. Because if you're looking at the impact of tweaking the creative, you really need to be measuring the uh, the click to open rate, because that's what the creative impacts. The creative can't impact the clicking of someone who never got into the email. So the impact of each of these changes I'm going to tell you about in terms of the increase in click to open rate is the welcome campaign increased by 7%, abandoned baskets up by 42%, order confirmation up by 155%. Again, sorry, I didn't manage to get the picture of that one. uh, And the reminder campaign up 2.5%. So if you're yet to get started with automated campaigns, please do and Judging by what Funky Pigeon have done, you can do it really simply and still see a big improvement. I really recommend you start off with the welcome campaign and you can get my free welcome campaign checklist on the website. I'll put a link to it in the show notes or just scroll to the footer of the site and click on current freebies. Okay. Well, Master Plan World, that's my really quick 
uh, takeaways from the Direct Commerce Association Digital Marketing Day. I'm feeling a little bit pleased with myself for having made the time to get this little, little, little podcast out there for you. So I hope you find it useful. If you've got any comments or questions, please put them in the e-commerce master plan world Facebook group. Uh, it's free to join. So please, please do join us in there and I will get back to you personally. Next week, it's back to interviews as per normal with the awesome Shireen from Full Disclosure. It's a great interview already in the can, all about luxury nightwear and selling branded goods. So have a great week, all of you, or what's left of it, and keep optimising. Thank you for listening to the e-commerce master plan podcast. Find out more at ecommercemasterplan.com.